In the Park Festival is back in Newcastle, and you could be there watching headliner Rag and Bone Man. We have two pairs of tickets to give away to see Rag and Bone Man on Sunday the 5th of May. He'll be joined by Newcastle-born singer-songwriter and brother to Sam, the hugely talented Liam Fender. To be in with a chance of winning two tickets, just answer the following question. What is the real first name of Rag and Bone Man? Is it Reginald, Rory or Colin? To enter, download the free Durham On Air app for your smartphone or tablet, click on Win, and you could be in Newcastle watching Rag and Bone Man on the 5th of May. Entries close at 11pm on May the 2nd. For full terms and conditions, visit durhamonair.com. In the Loop, a podcast from the heart of Durham. Hello and welcome to In the Loop, the Durham podcast. We're on to episode five for February 2022. Uh, Being edited while Storm Eunice swells around. You might even hear it a little bit in the background. Um, But there is loads to look forward to in Durham. I'm your host, Emma Hignett. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, cake comes up quite a lot. It gets talked about, I should say. I don't want you to get the wrong, you know, gist there. Um, We talk ice, fire and body parts. Uh, If that doesn't intrigue you, what will? Before we go any further, a huge thank you to City of Durham Parish Council for supporting this podcast, which is created in association with Totally Locally Durham. Uh, Find out more about that. Google it. I'll put the links in the show note. It's the movement championing the independence that make Durham City different from any other city. So what have we got in store for you today? Uh, In the City Loop today, we hear from Paul Howard, who is manager of Durham Bid. His take on coming out of the pandemic and bringing people back into Durham. The independent loop today comes complete with body parts and medical diagrams as we discover a far too hidden part of Durham and one of the very talented people who's based there. Um, In the student loop and in Alice Explores is where you'll find plenty of cake. And I'll be perfectly honest, you'll be forgiven for thinking that we've been sponsored this week by Café Drale. Before we get started, as this is a new podcast, we'd love to know what you think and what you want to hear about. You can email admin at totallylocallydurham.co.uk to get in touch. And please help us spread the word about In The Loop. Tell your friends to listen in. Tell your family. Tell your colleagues. Please give us a like and subscribe to make sure you hear every episode. Wherever you've found the link to this podcast, please would you share it onwards in your social media. Now, let's kick off with the City Loop. Last month, we were talking about coming out of the pandemic and looking to the future. And it's inevitably part of what I talked about when I caught up with Paul Howard, the manager of Durham Bid. The City Loop. Right, let's let's start at the very beginning then, Paul. Um, you came to Durham, you started this new, your new role. I mean, it wasn't a new role. You were replacing the former um, manager of the Bid. As we reopened after lockdown, I think it was number three or number four in the northeast. After the sort of Christmas and into the yeah. early twenty twenty one lockdown. Yeah, I did lose count of the lockdowns. I can't remember which one it was. I think we did in the northeast because uh, yeah. it was like we're in a regional lockdown, we're in a national lockdown, we're in a region. It was like oh, forget, yeah. let's just <laughs> give up till next year. So you came at a point where I guess there was a degree of optimism. Things were starting to open back up again. New uh, manager of the bid. 
How was that? Yeah, so obviously it was um, it was overwhelming to start with because I moved here as we were still in lockdown and businesses were still closed um, and everyone was still under a work from home order. So that was um, it was a difficult start to a new job um, and a difficult end to my last job. Um, but it was um, it was exciting at the same time. And then, so I guess you didn't meet any businesses, local businesses, face to face. Not, not many, no. Um, the ones that we did meet were obviously um, still within the premises and still operating largely online. And then you get the opportunity to go out and meet people. So yeah. on the back of COVID, is the bid, has it got a different purpose to you? And with a new manager, yeah. is it something different from what it was before? Um, I think certainly during COVID it was because we were, we were obviously very interested in digital growth and, and helping businesses succeed through that way. Um, and providing whatever support we could. But um, since we are almost coming out of all the restrictions now, um, it's returning back to its its former purpose, which the main thing being events and, and marketing the businesses that are in the city. So you, you mentioned events. That's about getting people in, footfall, yeah. encouraging people to come from near and far and rediscover Durham. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful city and you know we want people to come and see Durham and, and to spend time here. Um, so we've been obviously organising our own events but supporting other people's events as well and enhancing what's already on offer um, and we just want people back into the city now to enjoy it. So what events have we got coming up then? Uh, the next big event for us is Fire and Ice on the 25th and 26th of February. Um, it's an event obviously that we haven't been able to do for the last couple of years so this one's coming back bigger and better than before. Perfect um, for half term. Perfect for half term. Last few days or last couple of days in half term. Um, it's already attracted a lot of attention on, on social media, so we're expecting it to be a, a busy event and, and it'll certainly be a lot of fun. What, what's going on? Where's the fire? Where's the ice? <laughs> so it's um, all over the city, really. So there'll be ice sculptures all over um, and anyone who comes to the event will get a, a map um, so they can follow the route round. Um, and there'll be um, live entertainment all through the day. There'll be um, demonstrations. There'll be have-a-go um, uh, carvings. Um, so you can yeah, go and try it. There, there was one in previous years that had chocolate and, set and in the it. Chocolate block is coming is back. Is it too. coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, that'll be at the the Riverwalk, um, and along with a couple of other photo opportunity pieces as well down there. Um, but there's there's uh, sculptures in Prince Bishops, obviously in Marketplace and and Walk again. And you've got an email. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the fire element. And the the fire. There's going to be flaming beacons, um, so that people can see from afar where they're heading. Um, so um, at the uh, cathedral there's going to be a couple of sculptures up there as well so we're really trying to cover as much of the city as we can um, and just get people moving around Having, I worked on the Christmas festival and, and it was a real huge success last December but Durham's a small city yeah, and there are a handful of small um, fairly small city centre car parks which get absolutely crammed yeah. very quick on. Yeah. So you, you, you're wanting people to use public transport, come on foot, get here however you can. However they can, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Obviously the park and ride will be open yeah. uh, both days. Um, there is a, an evening finale on uh, both nights and that will finish just in time for people to get back for the, for the last bus. <laughs> So where's the, where's the evening finale then? Uh, so the evening finale is in the marketplace. Um, the market will be on, on both days too. Um, so we're working closely with the markets to, to make sure that we don't impact on that. Okay, so that's one event. You've me- you mentioned events and marketing businesses. So yeah. what other exciting events are coming up in the course of the year? What, what in the are course you, of the year. Yeah, what, what, have you got, what <laughs> pies have you got your fingers in? So we're, we're 
we're obviously trying to enhance other people's events wherever we can just to try and bring more people in so um, anybody that's organising an event in the city we will help to promote it and, and make sure that people are aware of it um, the bid itself is going to be organising events every fortnight wow, or every fortnight yeah and when I say events we're talking about um, themed entertainment that's going to be happening on the streets so that people have got a reason to, to come and visit the city they've got a reason to stay have a coffee, have lunch, go shopping, do whatever you like. Will that be weekends or will it be midweek or is it a bit of both? A bit of both, yeah, and it'll be in various parts of the city as well, so we'll move things around as much as we can and, and make sure that all the areas benefit. Because there has been a sort of change to to how Durham feels. There's, you know, you've got the developments over the other side of the river, you've got um, mm-hmm. the river walk area changing. So as manager of the bid, do you see the city centre changing in as a result of COVID, maybe, and in the coming years? Um, yeah, I think that the landscape's changed completely anyway through COVID. Um, obviously, we've lost some businesses, but new businesses are coming in. Um, there are still some vacant units, and we're encouraging people to get in touch if they, if they think they want to have a try at, um, at, at a business in the city. Um, there's some brilliant deals to be had on empty properties. <laughs> he smiles as he uh, says that. Just at, on that subject, do you, do you get the feeling it's more independents that are coming in or is it the nationals? Yeah, it's, it's, we have a lot of inquiries from independents and people who are interested in, in, in trying. Um, but there's also a lot of, of multiples coming along as well and there is some interest from nationals as well. Um, but um, it's mainly independents. Okay. And so... As well as the change in sort of the number of shops, we've, we've lost some, we get new ones. Is there a change in the feel? Is there maybe a move towards more of a nighttime economy and that kind of thing? Um, I th- yeah, I think this is happening nationally, really. A lot of, a lot of uh, towns and cities are moving towards um, leisure and hospitality-based businesses. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because the, you know, they, they feed off each other as well. Um, and I, I see Durham going that way too. There's, there's obviously a lot more hospitality-based businesses coming in. Um, it's just been announced there's a new bowling alley opening as well. I read that. Um, yeah, perfect. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot more of these type of businesses coming through. Um, and it's, it's obviously feeding off um, the local population, which is great. So do you feel optimistic about the future? For, for Durham? For absolutely. Durham, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <completely. laughs> um, yeah there's, Durham has a, a really good feel to the, to the place. Um, and it's just, it's just a warm and welcoming feeling to the city. Um, and that's what attracted attracted me in the first place. And, and when the job came up initially, I'd had the conversation with um, Adam, my predecessor, and he spoke so highly of the place. I thought I, I just had to give it a try. So you're you're not a northerner originally. Originally, no. Right. No. Um, so I've I've uh, moved around the country a little bit with this job. Uh huh. Um, so I started in Burnley. Um, that's the accent, isn't it? Role. That's the accent. Lancashire. Yeah, Lancashire. Uh, moved to the neighbouring town of Paddyham, which was the similar kind of job. Uh-huh. Uh, from there to the West Midlands, where I was town centre manager in Burton-on-Trent, um, and then down to Torquay for 18 months. Right. Um, finally back up north, um, where I managed Keithley bid for the last seven years, and obviously now in Durham. And Durham is, I mean, you know, it's a unique city. Are you involved in any way with the, the City of Culture bid? I probably started um, a little bit too late to get fully involved in it, but obviously I'm, 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 I know what it is. Um, and we've been helping to promote it through our social media as well and speaking to the businesses about what it is and how they can support it. And if we get it, she says, fingers yeah. crossed, how do you think that could impact Durham? Um, I mean, looking at the other places that have had the honour of, of um, the City of Culture, um, it makes a huge difference just in terms of investment um, coming into the city. Um, and the general vibe and the feel and, and, you know, other things that are going on as well. 
So one last question. If somebody is looking at opening a business and they go, oh, I haven't thought about Durham, yeah. can they get in touch with you? They can absolutely get in touch with us, yeah, any way they wish. Um, just look on the website, uh, lifeindurham.co.uk, or the Facebook page, Durham Bid, um, and they'll find contact details on there. A big thank you to Paul and for the coffee. Um, He did make sure that I am coming with my family to Fire and Ice. I shall be. It's half term. Um, I'll be there, child in tow, probably husband in tow as well, uh, camera around my neck. And we've been before, actually. So, uh, yes, we are looking forward to that one coming back. It it is going to be fantastic. Now, let's move on. Let's investigate the independent loop. And as I said, it comes complete with body parts. Well, illustrations of body parts and it takes us to one of Durham's best kept secrets Fowler's Yard where I caught up with Juliet Percival the independent loop so I'm here talking to Juliet Percival and you're somebody I've I've known for several years and I've I've known a little bit about what you do but maybe I don't know the intricacies of what you do how you got into it and where it ends up so where do we start (laughs) start with what you do um, well, basically, I produce um, hand-drawn illustrations. Um, very traditional. I don't use a computer apart from when I'm colouring up. So it starts with a just um, a very simple line drawing, a soft pencil drawing, which I um, scan in and add colour in Photoshop. So the end product is a digital file that I can then email off to my clients. Um, and they are mostly publishers, book publishers. Right. Uh, I do lots of work for medical things, uh, anatomy, physiology. Um, but I've also got my private clients as well. Um, and they're a whole mixture of, uh, I mean, I do maps, um, step-by-step things when text doesn't really get the message across and they want something more visual to look at. Um Actually, in lockdown, I did a lot of figure drawing for health and lifestyle books about um, how to stay calm (laughs) because we needed that in lockdown. We did. So I did lots of illustrations for yoga books and and mindfulness books and things like that. How? Um, What was your background? What was your training to to get to this? I actually, uh, I started, my first career was as a scientist. So I did a physiology degree at Edinburgh. Uh, but it got to the point where everyone said, oh, you should really do a PhD, you know, run your mm-hmm. own research group. And, and I loved studying the body and biology. But when it came to thinking about a PhD, I thought, well, I don't really want to become narrowed down into such a specific field and just study one thing all the time. So I thought, right, take a step back. I'll approach looking at the body and science from a different direction. Uh, so decided to do medical illustration instead. Wow. So, so I went, I did a foundation course at Falmouth, uh, and then I stayed there to do an illustration degree. And when everyone else was doing children's book illustration, I kind of toddled off to the hospital and looked at things in jars and body parts and uh, did some projects with the people at the hospital. Uh, and then when I, um, <clears throat> I became freelance in 2002, I think, um, and just I was lucky enough to get medical projects to begin with. But then when I moved back to Durham and got the studio, I was aware that not everyone wants to look at pictures of the body and 
things like that. So I thought, no, I'll I'll produce more local sketches. And uh, I was also being commissioned to do maps as well, which is you know it's a real contrast to the medical work. But it, it was is. it was nice and varied for me, and I love doing it. So so now my portfolio is quite wide ranging, um, and I get commissioned by people to do. Uh, I used to do portraits, I don't anymore, but I do wedding stationery and uh, I've done a few maps of people's private estates. Oh, wow. Um, so, so yeah, nice and varied. But it's always, it's always work where they want something to have a bit more of an individual and personal feel. They want it to look hand-drawn rather than it being mass-produced. So, yes. I was a little bit worried when I started off doing illustration because everyone said, oh, you should really learn how to use Illustrator and produce it on the computer and blah, blah, blah. But there are lots of people that do that. And I thought, you know, because I can actually pick up a pencil and draw, then that's what I'll stick at doing. So, so you're on Fowler's Yard. Yes. And Fowler's Yard is quite, it's, it's sort of like, sad to say, a bit of a secret in yes, Durham. Yes, I know. I mean, I shamedly have to say I grew up in Durham and I didn't even know Fowler's Yard was here because mm. we just you know we never came down apparently there did used to be a scout hut here um, oh maybe there used to be something to do with scouting in the back of the market hall so yeah, maybe yeah. yeah um but no it was converted I think with money um something to do with the millennium right so um it's now just a a, a group of creative businesses um, situated in the city centre, but you know people still don't know that we're here. But we're be- between the marketplace and the river, so it takes two minutes to get here from if you're in. Well, I was I always take the lift down from the market yeah, hall. Yes, <laughs> so you can come in through the indoor market, but then there are a couple of venels that you walk down, and and you know suddenly you're here. Yeah. Um, and we've got we've got the coffee shop, which brings a lot of people down, which is nice. And That's the, Leonard's. Yes. Uh, and the city theatre. Yes. Uh, but we've got, who else is here? A jeweller, a printmaker, uh, an embroiderer. That's your sister, the printmaker. Yes. <laughs> I, had to, I had to sneak that in, yes. Um, she does copper plate etchings, which are beautiful. Um, and then we've got a micro brewery, and he has lots of beer festivals pretty much every weekend during the summer. Uh, and we have open days as well when we try and coax people down, but it's it is hard because it's off the main, you know, it's off the main. Yes, Silver Street. You've got to kind of discover it and then know yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, I feel very lucky to work here. It's it's a lovely place to work. It's a bit chilly in the winter, <laughs> but other than that, it's fine. You've got so. a great view over the river. Though. I know, I know. Yes. <laughs> so, what does the future hold? Or is it just um, in a freelance capacity, whatever comes my yes. way? Yes. I mean, the nice thing is that I I literally never know what I'm doing from one month to the next. Uh, I was a bit worried during lockdown because obviously the footfall completely dropped off. It's starting to pick up a bit now. Um, but because a lot of my clients are publishers in London and abroad, um, I've been lucky that my agent has, has been able to send lots of work my way so I'm I'm very busy at the moment publishing things for um it's mostly medical illustration again patient information leaflets and things like that um so yes I don't know what the next year is going to bring I'm just glad that we're still all here yes when lockdown ended you know we sort of all appeared back and the shutters opened again and 
all breathe a sigh of relief that we were still It is here. nice, isn't it? It's yeah. A sense of normality is yeah. coming back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lovely, <laughs> lovely talking to you. So if people want to find you, I mean, you've got a website and you've got Facebook and Instagram yes. it's to get an idea of what you do. Yes. I mean, I've got my own website and um, Instagram and business Facebook page, which if, if you Google Juliet Percival illustration, you should find me. Fowler's Yard have got a, um, a group Facebook page as well. So that's worth checking. It's got our opening times and things on because we're all a bit different because some of us are open at weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we close various days during the week, but um, there's usually someone here. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's always worth a visit. Yes, absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. Lovely talking to you. Thank you. Do you know what? Listening back to that, there is there's a funny noise, isn't there? There's a sort of is it a rattling noise? Um, it comes and goes, and the sirens in the background as well. They come and go as well. Um, I've decided that funny rattling noise must be some kind of heating. So apologies for that noise. I didn't notice it at the time. Um, the studio is right onto the riverbank, and it was a very breezy day. So if she had some kind of fan on in there, I would not blame her. Um, I must say the show notes for this episode will have all the contacts and websites and social media profiles uh, that you need for Juliet Percival and for Fowler's Yard and also for Durham Bid that we talked to Paul Howard about from this episode City Loop. Thank you for listening to In The Loop, the Durham podcast with me, Emma Hignett. Still to come, cake, tea, more cake, um, which is typical, isn't it? Because I can't indulge right now or I'm trying not to indulge right now. Um, that you know what it's like at the beginning of the year on the back of two years of uh, of lockdown. Anyway, if you are enjoying the podcast, please tell all your friends about it. Please like and subscribe so that you'll get every episode. If there's something you're thinking we should be talking about, then please let us know. Should we be talking to you? You can email admin at totallylocallydurham.co.uk. And while we're here, a huge thank you to City of Durham Parish Council for supporting this podcast. But now. It's the student loop. And a bit of browsing around online took me to a Durham University blog, which covers no end of different things to do with the university. Um, I'll put the link to that in in the show notes as well. You can Google it, but I'll put the links in to the show notes. Um, But one of the things I discovered was the top five tea shops in Durham being recommended by a student blogger. All of those tea shops are independent, so I thought I should catch up with said blogger and find out all about her her research is that is that appropriate do you think the student loop over coffee or tea in your case yes tea i'm talking to tia van lochenberg is that right yeah that's correct it's tia van lochenberg i'm from south africa hence the unusual surname and i found you because um you're here at durham university studying yeah and you have been blogging about places to stop and have a cup of coffee a cake Yes, exactly. I am a huge fan of tea. I've never been a coffee drinker, which is a bit odd because my whole family are all coffee drinkers. First thing in the morning they get is a cup of coffee, and for me, I could not think of anything worse. I would rather have a cup of tea, and obviously cake. There is nothing better than a slice of cake. So being in Durham is honestly quite perfect because there's so many little cafes, independent cafes, and places where you can get tea and cake. So I thought, you know... 
now that I'm back in Durham and it's not quite so strict with lockdown restrictions, uh -huh. I thought let's take full advantage of that and try out as many places as possible. But obviously I still have many more places on my list. So, <laughs> so Tia, you run, you've blogged for the university. You've got your own blog, which yes. is called... Tall Blonde Tales. Okay, but you've also blogged for the university, which is where yes. I found the one about the five best places to stop for tea and cake yes. in Durham. Not coffee and cake, tea and <laughs> cake. But you're not from even the UK, you're originally from South Africa. Yes, I'm from South Africa, so uh, I was born and raised in Johannesburg, which is in one of the provinces, um, and I went to school there, but I decided that I think I would have much better opportunities trying to get into a university overseas. And when I got my acceptance to Durham, that was a no-brainer. Of course, I was going to say yes to that. And so packed everything up and came to Durham for university, which has been really exciting. So you're halfway through now? Halfway through my degree, which is a little bit terrifying. Um, we, we, we had a dinner last week and everyone suddenly pointed out we are exactly halfway through our three-year degrees. And, you know, everyone was a bit suddenly thinking, oh, no, that means we have to start thinking about career <laughs> prospects and all of those scary things. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, it's really exciting, especially because last year there was so much online. Yes. So it feels really nice this year that things are in person. You know, we can actually go to lectures and experience what it's like to be a university student. And then, of course, go to cafes and eat cake and do those very cliched university British. brochure type things where you know you always see students sitting in a cafe with textbooks and things like that and now we can actually do that which is amazing so you've obviously taken the opportunity to explore Durham which is brilliant to hear so let's hear your recommendations then oh, I have so many recommendations this is always the problem with me is I can never pick a favorite for anything that's fine so none of them are favorite that's good nobody's a winner yeah, none of them are favorites honestly I love them all individually for different reasons um, cathedral or cathedral. cathedral. I'm never sure about the pronunciation because everyone always goes one way or the other with it. That is definitely one of my tops. Um, my best friend actually introduced me to, to it um, last year. It was one of her play favorite places to go. And so it's honestly such a lovely little cafe. It's got such a lovely vibe. Um, everyone's always so friendly. The setting is really atmospheric. It feels like you can just escape university for a little bit it's got such a wholesome interior I think, I think they won't let you sit there with your books and work will no, they no they like to keep it going a little so that people can come in have their coffee and cake or sandwiches or whatever and then you move out there are obviously other cafes that do let students sit and work so Venels, for instance has got a really nice student study space upstairs where students go and study and that's a really nice space but yeah cathedral is or cathedral is mm amazing they i i go there for the cake because they have <laughs> such amazing cake um i'd say that the victoria sponge is probably right. top at um at that place and also their hot chocolate is amazing but i've had many different meals there i've tried their paninis i've tried you know some of their hot foods the different cakes and it's just such a nice experience to go there Plus, the cake slices are huge, so you could honestly have a slice of cake for lunch, and it's You'd be full. brilliant. You, you would be. Okay, for fear of it looking like they've won, <laughs> where else have you found? So, I've also tried Chapters, 
which was really lovely. I haven't had as much food there. It's more just been uh, coffee or hot chocolates, and they're also really lovely. Um, that's down on Elvet Bridge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really nice place. I often go there just for meetups with friends. Um, Venel's Cafe, which I mentioned, has got a really nice study space. They've also got a really lovely cafe. Would highly recommend their carrot cake. Um, probably best carrot cake in Durham, I would say. <laughs> um, that's another favourite. I have a, a small group of friends, and that was the first place we met up in first year. So that's become a little tradition where we go to Venel's and we get carrot cake. Um, so we've got Venel's. Um, where else? I think that as as a Durham University student, I can't not mention flat white. I would probably get a lot of you know judgmental comments if I did not mention flat white. It does eternally have a queue of students outside. It, it does. I came with a friend who is not a Durham University student, and it was like, really, you'll wait for forty-five minutes just to go in here? And it's like, yes, that's what you do. Or we came. Is it? Is it you know, obviously us mere mortals who aren't students um, we you know I'm kind of like yeah I've, I've had their coffee before and it was lovely but I'm not queuing for 45 minutes outside so is it just a, it's become a sort of like a student thing you do I think it is I think it's one of those Durham student experiences that is just on the list and you're not really a Durham student if you haven't gone to Flat White right so Obviously, they do have lovely food as well. I've gone there and I've tried their slices, which are amazing. Their pancakes or waffle, flapjacks, whatever they call them, are absolutely delicious. That was worth standing in a queue for 45 minutes. Um, but I think Flat White is just one of those iconic places in Durham. It's like walking up Cardiac Hill or, you know, having a formal dinner. It's one of those quintessential Durham University experiences. So for some people, it really is worth waiting in that 45 minute queue. Okay. Yeah. Any more? Any, maybe a bit more off the beaten track that, because they're all in the centre, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think of many that, oh yeah, I can't (laughs) think of many that aren't. Where are you based? Where are you living? I'm living in Gilesgate. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'm living there in one of the, one of the flats. It's really lovely. Very nice area there. But quite central. Yeah. Um, I do have another one. It is quite central as well. Go on. Um, Hatters is amazing. It's on Sadler Street. Yes. Um, close to where the library bar is. And I think that it's probably, it doesn't get enough credit. It is such a wonderful little cafe. I went in the first time because they've got window displays that have got Disney caricatures in them. They've got such adorable window displays. So I walked in and um, I needed a birthday cake for a party and they had such a long list on the on their website so I came in and was like you had so many choices I needed to come and speak to you and the manager is lovely all the staff in there are so lovely and it's quite small which I think helps because some of the other cafes can be a bit big so they can get quite busy Mm. Um, but what's really lovely about Hatters is you can only really have about 14 to 16 people in there at one time with the tables so it feels quite wholesome Um, yeah and the other thing I love about Hatters is they 
are just honestly the sweetest people. So I um, run the Disney Society for the university mm-hmm. and we've had socials there and they've been so lovely and accommodating. And also they have a hot chocolate menu that is to die for. <laughs> they have a chalkboard that has got more hot chocolates than you can think of because no, you don't just stop at plain hot chocolate. There is Nutella hot chocolate, Ferrero Rocher for um, hot chocolate. There is, you know, a lemon cheesecake hot chocolate at one point. And some of the flavors do sound a bit odd, but when you taste them, you're like, why has this not been done before? Why is this not <laughs> this branded the first and sold <laughs> everywhere? Yeah, so that is another highly recommended place. So having done coffee shops in quite detail yes or, or I should say you know done your tea and cake in quite detail yes is, do you have other things that you're kind of like do you know what I'm going to blog about the best places in Durham too That's, I think as a student and also as someone who is a big food appreciator often some of my favourite things to do is to experience places through food mm. so like if I weren't saying my top five places to get tea and cake in Durham, I would probably say what are my top five restaurants or places to eat or get takeaways because not only is food just amazing, but I think food is always a really strong bonding activity. So, you know, some of my fondest memories at university would be going out for dinner with friends or, you know, going to a coffee shop or we get takeaways and have a movie night or something like that. So I think food can often be the source of some really powerful memories for people and Durham has got so many amazing options which is honestly one of my favorite things about it. Is, is that different from home in Johannesburg then? It, it is a little. I think what makes it different here is that you can actually walk places yeah. so you know it's a lot less effort whereas back home you have to drive everywhere you can't really walk places and often things can be quite far, uh, far spread so you know Yes, I could pop up the road to a coffee shop, but if there's a particular restaurant that I feel like going to, um, even if it's you know reachable distance, I might have to drive 20, 30 minutes to get there. And sometimes that's just a little bit of, of a schlep. Whereas in Durham, yes, you might have to walk 20, 30 minutes to get there. But in my mind, I do feel like walking somewhere is a little bit less effort than driving somewhere. So, yeah. Brilliant. And it does sound like you're very much... Um into supporting the smaller, the more niche, the yes. independent. Yeah, of course. Um, a lot of my friends are also all about supporting the small businesses. So um, when we uh, go out, we like to try all the different restaurants in Durham. Or even if we get takeaways, it's you know some of the local restaurants in Durham. We avoid the big fast food chains because there's so many choices in Durham. You really don't need to opt for the fast food chains. So probably best takeaway I would recommend would be Zapp's Burrito Bar. They are an unsung hero of mine. (laughs) If I'm coming home from a really late seminar or something, honestly, you pop in, it takes five minutes. It's such an amazing experience. I think the best way I could describe Zapp's is like Subway, where you go in and you pick whatever you want, like a burrito or fajito or something, and then you've got all the fillings laid out in front of you and you can pick them as you will and at the, it's really cheap prices. They do a student discount, which is amazing. And yeah, then it's on my way home, pick up a burrito with my friends and then we'll have a study session at home. And it's so filling and so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much, I've had such a fun time. <laughs> In the Loop, 
The Durham Podcast. I've linked to Tia's blog in the show notes and to the Durham University blog as well. Thank you to Tia. Um, we met in Cafe Cheno in the Market Hall, which was very lively at the time and full of people and full of noise, which is as a cafe should be. Okay, nearly there for this month. And as always, we finish by sending Alice out uh, to find something she's not found before in Durham. I should take more of a production interest. I should basically be more nosy in advance of recording because we would be forgiven for thinking, for making it look like Cathedral have sponsored this episode. It's a different flavour of cake, though. Do you know what? I put a winking emoji in the script at that point. So, um, winking emoji. Um, Not sure how I'm supposed to really say that. Anyway, here is Alice Explores. Alice Explores. And so I have something to tell you, Alice. Before we get on to Alice Explores, we have had a suggestion that we rename it Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) But anyway. But anyway, Alice has been exploring. I have, yes, I have. I was I was gonna say it's been it's been very nice. So I was um I have been um I I went out out for my breakfast slash I mean, it's acceptable to have coffee and cake at like 10 o'clock, isn't it? So (laughs) 11s is an hour early, is absolutely. So so you decided to treat yourself because, let me guess, you'd skipped breakfast. Yes, I had to get breakfast, so I was going to make up for it. So I thought this was a perfect opportunity to actually go out. And because I'd never actually been before and... I've heard it being mentioned quite a lot. So, and I always see it whenever I go wandering up, um, wandering up uh, the cathedral way. So I actually went and stopped in Cafe Dral, um, which now, was ca- lovely. Cafe Dral featured obviously on, I think, podcast number three in the series. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have to confess, is run by an old mate of mine from many, many years ago. Um, and his partner I think it's more run by his partner but but I've, I've bumped into him there a number of times so so come on let's have the uh, the TripAdvisor version review uh, by Alice Explores of Cafe Drell which I think is on TripAdvisor like up at the top for, for Durham so it's, I, I thoroughly I thoroughly recommend the cake the cake, <laughs> the, the cake was marvellous um so I did I stopped I stopped in for my for my coffee coffee and elevenses and I I only went for takeout unfortunately but I would love to go back in and sit in because the the decor is absolutely marvelous there's like plants everywhere and loads of sort of crochet uh, crochet on furniture and loads of photos around it just has such a lovely feel um and the staff were absolutely lovely so um, two two questions mm-hmm. there is no wi-fi would you survive do you know what I think I would because it would be it would be really nice to kind of you, you'd have to you'd have to sit and you'd have to chat or you'd have to sit and concentrate on your cake both of which are good things so you could read you know but it, it's it, it means as a result of that you haven't got students going in and working for three hours with one coffee and taking up a table for all that time because I mean the, the tables that was one of the things that I noticed that was really nice they had all sorts of all the furniture was kind of mismatched and you had some really lovely kind of old-fashioned quirky kind of sofas and lamps and it just it looked like a really nice place where you could stop and have a really nice you know lunch or coffee for a couple of hours so I have to admit that is that is one of the things next time a couple of my friends come up um come up during where I think I'm going to take them there 
Now, my second question is, and this one is incredibly important. Please concentrate. I will. What, what type of cake? Oh, it was cherry and coconut. Oh, okay. With uh, lots of buttercream icing. So I really recommend. That sounds, that sounds I interesting. Share. I didn't share. <laughs> <laughs> Um, any more news that you've heard? Any things that might be happening? Any secrets you can share with us? Um, let me see. Anything exciting? Well, we've got a lot of things in terms of events. Watch this space. There's, there's going to be some uh, very exciting things happening come about um, Easter time. In... I mean, when, when we get away from ridiculous storms, it's knocking yeah. us all off our feet yeah. and, and the temperatures get a bit warmer. Um, so now hopefully come come Easter time, watch this space. There should there'll be some lovely events going on in the uh, city centre. We've got um, this fire and ice um, going on at the end of February. Half term. It's the end of next week. Yes. That's coming up so quickly. I mean, um, so that, and for mentioning that, and Paul <laughs> Howard mentioned it as well. So I now have to edit this and get this up and out in twenty four hours. <laughs> Sorry. All um, right. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we've got because um, is it worth it? Should I mention things like the Science Day or do we leave that for a later date? <laughs> you mentioned it now. <laughs> I've mentioned it now. Um, so we've uh, we've got talking of half terms and things. We've got some lovely children's um, events coming up. So we've got a science themed fun day happening in April and uh, I was having to scan my mind for dates there and we've also got our children's book festival fun days also making a return as well um, in May. Wonderful. So, so again lots of things to do in half terms and holidays um, um, for children and their families uh, so yes please please keep an eye on the on the markets events page uh, on the Facebook and there'll be lots of uh, information on there and yes watch this space and of course okay. we've got Jubilee so you've got what you've got what got, we've got the Jubilee happening as well so there's, there's lots lots of things happening in the next few months that'll be exciting actually because I think that there'll be a lot going on for the Jubilee she says so, in, a, in a very sort of sober serious manner <laughs> Yeah, there'll be there'll be lots of exploring happening in the ne in the next few episodes, I think. So okay, so so what's your challenge? Because you have actually been out, so you're challenging yourself before the next podcast to do what or go where. Um, I'm going to challenge myself to go a bit further afield. So I uh, I know. So I think because I I've done a lot of exploring. Um, in the centre of it, yeah. So my challenge is to actually go a little bit further out. By next week. That's my challenge. See if I can do that. Next month, but yeah. yeah. Good. So that's, that's my challenge to get a bit further afield. Your challenge is accepted. We will come back and check. <laughs>Thank you to Alice. She'll be back next month. And thank you to everyone who's given me their time this month. To Paul Howard of Durham Bid, to Tia, our student, and the student behind Tall Blonde Tales, and of course to Juliet Percival, who you can find in Fowler's Yard. And a thank you 
The biggest thank you, I think, to you for tuning in to In The Loop, the Durham podcast with me, Emma Hignett. The show notes have all the links you might possibly need from our guests today. Um, So hopefully you can go through and find out more about them and what they're up to. Do me a favour now. Please spread the word. Like and subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends, family, tell them about it and uh, share it on your social media. And if you do have ideas about what we should be talking about, you know something that everybody else should know, then get in touch. You can email me at admin at totallylocallydurham.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you next time. You're locked in a strange room. Time is against you. You need to get out, and there's only one way to do it. Have you got what it takes to discover the clues, solve the puzzles, and escape before the clock runs out? Then step into Escape Rooms Durham and see if you can unravel the mystery of Mr. Borrowdale's study or steal the formula in the lab heist. Escape Rooms Durham is the perfect challenge for families, friends, colleagues and birthdays. Find out more at escapedurham.co.uk Then come and escape from Escape Rooms Durham on Sadler Street in Durham City Centre. 